All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an unfair resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man for the Grand Flex hit list, and here with my co-host live and direct with much respect, Alex Marcutti. You a little grunge in your voice there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a little grunge in your... Yeah. It's championship week. For the, for the yeah, for the divisions, not Super Bowl week. No, well, yeah, the conferences. What are you doing for the Super Bowl? Um, I usually work on Sundays. Okay. But I'm going to plan to swap my Sunday to watch the game. I don't know where. Maybe home. But do you know who you're going to plan to swap your work with? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's already... To somebody somebody that makes sure that doesn't listen to the show. So it's like a last minute. You could just... (laughs) No, no. I already discussed it with uh, my uh, manager for that day. So... uh, He's like, I'm okay. I don't watch sports anyway. <laughs> All right, there you go. I remember one one big big um, Super Bowl story. I remember it was was pretty funny. I mean, for me, so I was working at Blend, right? You know, uh, Blend. You know, everybody knows Blend. But if you don't know Blend, if you, if from you're from New York and you haven't heard of Blend restaurants, look them up. So you know, and your family owns Blend. Your cousins, yes. And I remember I was working during the lunch period. For the Super Bowl Sunday, this is when the Giants faced the the Patriots in 2007. Yeah, right? 2007, 2008, something like that, right? Seven, 2007, because they won it again in 2011. So yeah, around that year. So anyways, <clears throat> so I was working in the morning, and then my boy, he owns Cobblestones, my boy Pete. Shout out to my boy Pete and the Massaro family. Shout out to all of them at Cobblestones and Forest Hills and Queens Boulevard. They were throwing like a party for like friends and family, but it was like everything was free. Just for like certain friends and family, I think for the Super Bowl. Like certain, pretty, well, no, well, I mean, that's it was pretty open, cool. Yeah, it was open to everybody, but the certain friends and family get like a free thing. It was free food, free drink for certain invited people, right? So I was one of them, <clears throat> and I was supposed to go, but then I remember the the, the other waitress she called out it because she was sick and she didn't feel well. And I remember Anthony because he knows I'm a big like Super Bowl, I mean, uh, football guy, right? And your cousin Anthony, Mega Bucks. Yeah, he doesn't really watch sports. No, nah, so. he doesn't. Only boxing. But yeah, boxing he's into. But he called me up at the restaurant. He goes, like, what happened? Wasn't Antonia supposed to work for you? And I, and I go, no, she's sick. I'm staying. Goodbye. <laughs> and then I just hung up the phone. I was upset. I was, like, really upset. I was super upset, right? Anthony comes in out of nowhere, right? And he comes in, and he get, and he takes his keys. And he's, like, and, and with his, about his girlfriend at the time, right? And he was, like, damn it. He's, like, yo, my lady's making me feel bad. Here, take my keys. Go to your party. I'll work for you. This is the owner of the restaurant. And he told me to leave. And he, he's, like yeah. he's, like, yeah, my girl's making me feel bad. She told me to give you my car. So take my car. He gives me the keys to his Range Rover and go to your party. Go ahead. Do what you want. I, I, I ended up, I ended up uh, not taking his car. I ended up just taking the train to the city, met up with my friends in the city. And at that time, when the Giants won the Super Bowl in the city, 
It was madness in Times Square. I saw it in Dave and Buster's in Times Square. Oh my god! It was. I have. It's like when you. It's like when you see in the news in the movies. The streets were flooded with people. You had the cops with the horses walking through the streets trying to open up the floods, and it would just. It was like a reverse zipper. It would open it up and then close right back in. It was like it was just insane. The amount of the, the, the party that was going on in the streets after they won that Super Bowl. And I'll never forget it. And it's all thanks due to uh, Anthony's ex-girlfriend who made him feel bad. It's like, Flex loves football. Let him go watch the game instead of work at the restaurant. No one's showing up on this day. <laughs> no, that's cool. Well, at least he uh, was kind enough to do that. And yeah. you got to experience that. That's what's up. Yeah, no, no. I just always thought it was because I, I was so depressed when he called. I was like, what happened? Like, why are you picking up the phone? Isn't Tony supposed to work? And aren't you going to go to your Super Bowl party? No. She called out sick. I'm saying. So when the uh, when the Giants won the Super Bowl, and you're over there celebrating Times Square, it wasn't nothing comparable to what the Eagles and Philadelphia did last year. Right? Well, no, because when <laughs> <laughs> listen, all right, first. no poles got greased up, right? No poles got greased up. No horse poop got licked. No awnings in front of uh, buildings got sat on and tore down. I didn't break my personal own television. You know what I mean, right. like. Well, there was no reason for you to break it, but people broke it because out of like happiness and joy. No, yeah, no. People were standing on like you know the, the long audience. Oh no, I know that. Yeah. yeah, but you said broken televisions. Oh no, uh, yeah. People would f- throw their televisions out. Uh, it was on barstool. I saw it on the internet. People would throw um, like their TVs off their balconies, like in celebration. Yeah, the Philly fans are why another level. <laughs> I remember when you and I when we drove to um, to Boston to go. You, you, I, and Andy. We drove shout out, out to Andy. Shout out to Candy Andy. So we drove out to Boston to go uh, to go watch the Yankees play over there, right? Yeah. And, I, and I'll never forget uh, when, when we were driving back, we were like, hey, we should do this more. We should go to more road games to celebrate our teams. And I'm like, hey, listen, the Giants playing the Eagles. And Andy's like, yo, my boy just got out, and he said he'd rather do another two years in jail than to ever watch another Giants <laughs> game over there where the Eagles play. Like, and it's like, no, because they really are like that. Like, my homegirl that works actually at Cobblestone at Pete's Bar, right, she's a huge Eagles fan. It's 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 sad. No, it's fine. You threw your cup. I just threw my cup. <laughs> Thank God it was empty, though. So she's a huge Eagles fan, and she said when she drove out to Philadelphia to watch the Eagles play out there, and, you know, and she went in her Eagles gear because she's a big Eagles fan. She said that she came back to her tire slashed, and that's because she has New York plates. <laughs> you told me this story, but that's, yeah, but I'm that telling sucks. the listeners. Now. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, I know, but it sucks. Uh, but so, uh, speaking back to the guys that did time in jail, right? And then they went to the Eagles game right. in Philadelphia. Right? They, I think, what from what I remember, they said they never felt so intimidated ever in their life. Now, like. As much as in Philly than, you know, in jail. Like, you know, like in, in Philly, they were it's, so scared. In the Philly like, game, not the, the Philly, Philly city, in the, yeah, in the arena. And, and uh, what's the name of the stadium? Whatever. I don't even remember. I'll All right. Out. And uh, they said that even like the old ladies were like cursing at them. Old ladies? Yeah, there was like old ladies. Everyone was just getting on top of them. And it was just a big, hostile Lincoln Financial Field. Lincoln Financial Field. I actually watch a soccer game there. I, listen, I'm I'm all for the teams. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult for me for us to say this because we're Giants fans. Yeah. So it's like so it seems like bias. it's gonna. Well, I mean, I, I say good things about the Cowboys, even though I I hate the Cowboys more than I hate any other team in sports. And me I still 
Huh? Me too. I yeah. agree. I once time one time uh, years ago, years years ago, I took out a girl on a date and she was a Cowboys fan. I never took her out again after that. <laughs> it's like I got tons of friends who are Cowboys fans that I get along with. I just I'm not going to spend the rest of my life with a Cowboys fan. I start dating somebody with a Cowboys fan. Anyways, um, so what? So it's, it's hard for us to say anything about like the Eagles fans without sounding biased. But the thing is, they know what they're like, and they pride themselves on that. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I, one, one good story I heard about an Eagles fan, right? One good story I heard. So I was in GameStop, because you know I'm like an ultra nerd for a lot of things. I'm a huge nerd for a lot of things, right? So I'm getting GameStop, and I'm talking to the guys working about video games and all this other stuff. We're talking about football. And he's a 49ers fan, right? And he says that he went to go watch the 49ers play in Philadelphia, and he took his son with him. And, of course, all these Eagles fans, whatever, you know, they're acting up, da-da-da-da. And he's listening in the okay. nosebleeds, and these guys behind him are, like, cursing. Ah, it's a football game, and it's in Philly. What do you expect? Yeah. So then, you know, he's a guy who works at GameStop. He's another nerd. You know what I mean? Like, he's got, like, words in Krypton, like, tattooed on him or something, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> something like that. But he's, like, a nerd nerd. And, he's, and he says, like, you know, he asks the guys, like, hey, guys, listen, you know, I, I get it. It's a football game, can, but you can just try your best not to do so much around my son. And he wasn't, you know, doing anything wrong, but, you know, he has a son with him. Yeah, little, he wasn't provoking them. No, yeah, yeah. Well, he probably provoked them with the the 49ers jersey i'm assuming or yeah, whatever no, but, well, he, he had on yeah he had a 49ers jersey him and yeah. his son you know but he's like hey just just because it's my son's little boy like you know like just can you try and you know i i get it but then everybody of course they were going louder and louder louder the guys behind they're just going even louder cursing up a storm and he says like what am i gonna do you know i'm not, i'm not a tough guy I'm a, I'm a video game guy what am i gonna do to these guys and he says the guy in front of them this freaking huge guy you know stood up and punched the guys that were behind him. And he punched them and he told them, sit down, let them enjoy the game. And then security came and kicked out the guys who got punched. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure the guy that punched the big guy is a season ticket holder or of some sort. Something. But, but it just, it shows, you know, like some, uh, it shows, there's a limit. Yeah. It, it there's, shows that there's, there's Eagles fans that show so like, a, like, like a good amount of respect. Cause obviously all over the news and the media, you just see like the bad and disgusting things they do. Obviously there's, you know, the bad, the bad apples. But of course, you know I'm sure there's good Eagles fans out there. Which is like the story I mentioned. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool. that was not a bad story to hear. Like, you know, he he beat up somebody of his own like following to defend a his guest, own tribe, his own tribe. Yeah, to yeah. the to the guests. So, well, that you know, good good story that you brought up. So, but speaking about the Eagles, I'm I'm happy that they didn't beat you know the Rams, which. We just, I'm not the Rams, the Saints, which none of us thought were going to happen, anyways. Yeah. Um. All predictable stuff happened. I, I, which was unpredictable that happened was, uh, I did not expect the Patriots to do what they did. Patriots have the experience, man. No, no, yeah. You, you. At the end of the day, you never count out Belichick or Tom Brady. You never ever count them out at the end of the day. But I still didn't expect them to put that much of a spanking. I think I was on the Chargers. I think I was more surprised with how the Colts performed than how the Chargers performed. The, I don't know if I was so much surprised. Well, of the lack of performance the Colts gave, because the biggest thing about the Colts was the fact that their offensive line was so great. Yeah, and it was just it looked like the New York Giants' offensive line was. And out the there. Chiefs' defense is not that great, and they look their defensive line good. Stood they played up. Good. Yeah, it stood up. Uh, to me, the Chargers. Uh, I was a little skeptical on them because of the travel. They had to travel to Baltimore, right? Then they had to go back to L.A., then go all the way back to New England. Okay. The the travel factor and also playing in the cold, you know, affected. And Bill Belichick, no matter what you want to say, 
to me, he's the, one of the greatest or the greatest head coach. Arguably. Game plan, he's impeccable on. And and that showed last Sunday how they played, you know? Well, it was it, it really did. It really showed, like I said, you can never really count them out. I just didn't think the game was going to be that far ahead. Like that lopsided? Different. Yeah, that lopsided. Thank you. I did not expect that. I wasn't surprised that the Patriots won. I didn't expect them to win. I took the Chargers to win. But... I just didn't expect it for it to be that one sided at all. No, I I thought that was gonna be it was gonna be pretty competitive, but you know, the Patriots was gonna win outright, but not not the way it, it showed. But I'm not surprised because of the travel factor and Rivers playing in the cold. Yeah. I was but, rooting for him though. I was rooting for the Rivers. Uh, yeah, you know, to, yeah, for the yeah. Rivers I mean to I at wanted, least go to the I wanted AFC. to I wanted to really see after the Colts got defeated and eliminated. I really wanted to see a Chargers Saints Super Bowl, and I think that would have been a great Super Bowl with the whole thing that they gave they got rid of Drew Brees to bring you know in great storyline right there. Yeah. yeah, that would have been you would have heard story. that all over you know for for you know for the whole week you would have heard that's all you would have heard about. So it would have been great to see. Um, also, I'm a pretty big Melvin Gordon fan, so it would have been great to see him go there, and I love Keenan Allen too. But now, now for my Super Bowl, even though I got the Saints winning. I would like to see though Chiefs and Rams again. Chiefs and Rams again. I saw a meme after the first time they played during the regular season. He goes like the end of, like, uh, due to the due to the excitement of the game and the high volume of uh, of of viewers. Uh, the, the rest of the NFL season is canceled. Instead, they're going to do the best of seven Rams versus Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the NFL, all the NFL that, that was a great isn't... game. That was a Monday night game, right? Yeah, yeah the highest score on Monday you night didn't game get ever. To, you didn't get to watch it because you was uh, coaching, right? I didn't. No, it doesn't matter. I saw we got to watch the second half. Oh, you did get. To watch I the didn't half. watch the second half because of a uh, of um a superstitious factor. Yeah, because Ty, I needed Todd Gurley to score under eighteen points. He ended up scoring twelve. And he was doing really bad that first half. So when I went home, like if I turn on the TV, I'm going to see him start doing good, and I can't sleep, and I don't want to watch. Yeah, I think he got nicked up in that game. Yeah, he was nicked up. Yeah, so he only ended up getting 12 points, and then I needed him to score under 18. So that happened. Yeah, that'll be a pretty attractable game. Uh, That's going to be a huge, huge watching game. Let me ask you a question now. And the Chiefs, yeah. Now let me ask you a question. Talk to me because you know Ask. Charlie is such a homer. Okay, and he is, and I tell him that all the time. I really do, and he knows he is. He he is such a homer, you know. But so when he picked the Super Cowboys going to Super Bowl, and so then on my when I posted up on Facebook, right, and then uh, he wrote something like, "If Patriots Cowboys made the Super Bowl," he wrote about it when I first posted up our predictions. He was like, "That would be such a travesty to the NFL." And even and and then Charlie writes, "What? What are you talking about? The NFL is praying and dying that the Cowboys and the Patriots make the Super Bowl. They're dying for it." So then I was like, "What is this guy talking?" He's like, "Name name me a better Super Bowl except like because they're like the most marketable team, like franchise the Cowboys because yeah. they are America's team. I get it. They are. They really are. And they are in four of self proclaim. Like, I think that's their nickname. But they <laughs> but they really are like the number one. Like if you look on four, they're like number one most marketable team. Something like yeah, that. most valuable team in NFL along those no, and in sports in general. Yeah. In sports in general, it really is. Well, like, if you add uh, soccer teams, no, they are. I looked it up on four over Real Madrid and Barcelona. Two years ago, when I looked it up, they were number one. You could check it out right now. All right, go continue. But I think Real Madrid or Barcelona is like number two, one of those two. The Knicks are like number seventh. (laughs) It's it's more because of the the mass migration. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so he said, like, name name a better uh, Super Bowl game, and then and then my boy writes any other team besides those two. (laughs) And then I wrote to Charlie. I was like, Charlie, what are you talking about? And it's really him because of him being a homer. 
because my boy, first my question to you was, how would you feel about that Super Bowl if it was Patriots and Cowboys? Well, I'll be rooting for the Patriots, obviously. Of course. Because what we're witnessing, even right now, what we're witnessing with the Patriots, the dynasty is probably the best that we're ever going to see. Tom Brady. Yeah, that's, that, that's he's the go. He's the greatest of all time. Not not even greatest of all time quarterback. I think he's the greatest of all time football athlete? player. Yeah, no, football, no, no, football player. Okay. Greatest of all time athlete. You have to add like a, you have to put like Michael Jordan or Dwayne Gretzky. Even yeah, there's you, a there's, bunch of players. Yeah, you could there. you could bring all the other athletes in it, and you know there'll be a good debate about it. But yeah, but but what would you think about like that Super Bowl? I'm not gonna be. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. Maybe I'm being biased, but I'm not gonna be as attractive. To watch that game, you know, or compelled to watch that game, I probably won't take off on Sunday to watch that game. <laughs> just to put it there, it's like I'm, I probably won't take off. I'll just have it on the TV while I'm working, and I'll, every now and then I'll just glance over and see what's the score. Well, but, but to me, I feel like the more compelling game, the much more attractive game will be it, the Rams and the Chiefs. I agree with that 100%, but I think shout out to my boy Moodoo, who's also a fan of this show, and he even says that a Cowboys and Patriots, because like, you know, like there are like two like really big names, but he goes like, that would be a terrible Super Bowl, and he's a huge Patriots fan. Big, 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 which I always make fun of him, because I don't get it, because he's also a big Yankee fan, and the only reason we hate the Patriots is because we're Yankee fans, we don't like anything Boston. Yeah, it's, much, it's more of a regional factor for yeah, us. Yeah, that's, that's it, but it's only because of the Yankee thing. Besides but I don't the- feel like I have a lot of animosity, like... Uh- Besides in baseball, obviously Yankees, Red Sox, there's the dynamosities there. Yeah. But in other sports, not so much. Maybe because, you know, we haven't been competing well in, like, let's say, uh, the, the, the the Knicks against the Celtics. Well, the Knicks and Boston Celtics always had and then, sort of a— you know, the Giants, yeah. obviously we faced them and we beat them twice. So there's no animosity there. Oh, yeah, no, nah, we, we're good. We beat we're them. on the good side of it. You yeah, know? we're good. <laughs> we're on the winning side. So I, I, if we would have lost those two Super Bowls, then— then it would have been different, of course. Of course. I'll, the the hatred they, they for the hate Patriots. us more than we hate them. Yeah. It's yeah. true. But, yeah, so anyway, but, you know, but even, like, the, my boys and Patriots fans said that the Cowboys and Patriots would be a terrible Super Bowl because they're, like, two of the most hated teams in all of football. And because of they're two of the more, most well-known hated teams, I mean, most well-known teams in football, they're also the most hated and that it would have been just a, a terrible, terrible Super Bowl. Yeah, there's really no underdog. Like, you can't consider the Cowboys an underdog. On the books, you know, like I guess, you know, yeah, it, on the books, yeah. yeah, on the books. If you're batting, okay, they'll probably be the underdog, but they're not. They're not your the darling un- underdog that everyone right, is right. rooting for. But you know what? The same thing now when the, when the the Rams and the the Chiefs, if they play, also there's no real underdog there in a sense. But there's like, I mean, kind of. I guess you could probably maybe say the Chiefs because they're so like you know rookie quarterback in a sense. Yeah. But still, it's just it, that that's gonna that's gonna be like a really exciting game to watch. If that ends up being the Super Bowl, that would be amazing, amazingly like like high you know while to watch. I gotta work. I was gonna have people over, but yeah. I gotta I gotta work now, so yeah. I gotta DJ. But so, uh, you're correct. Uh, the Cowboys are the most valuable franchise in the world. Four point yeah. eight, four point eight billion. Manchester United is four point one. Real Madrid four point zero eight, and Barcelona. So. Soccer's still there, but the Cowboys is outright the, the most valuable franchise in the world. 
Yep. Yep. Told you. All right. Uh, I know. I was shocked when I first heard it too. Charlie was right about that. But still, like for a Super Bowl to see them too, it wouldn't be. It's like last year wasn't a majorly exciting Super Bowl. I mean, it was exciting only for the fact that it was the first, not the first, but it was a chance for the Eagles to win their first championship. And, you know, that's what made it, I guess, and I'm not for us, of course, but I guess for every other sports fan to see if possibly the Eagles could win their very first chip against this strong dynasty of the Patriots that we are seeing today. I guess that's what made it a bit exciting. Yeah, and you had the backup quarterback as well. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's they were a true underdog, you know. They they never won, you know, and they had the chance to win and with a backup quarterback. Before we go into the backup quarterback talk, because we're going to get into a little bit about that to give you a little more, uh, you know, because we're talking fantasy sports, but we also, I mean, basically, you just talk about sports in general to give fantasy advice in a sense almost. But who do you think is going to be winning this weekend? Who do you think is going to go to Super Bowls? I have to go with my picks. So far, my picks are lining up. Patriots and Rams? Yeah, Patriots and Rams. Although I don't feel like those are they're both playing away. So like the odds of the two away teams to win and to go to the Super Bowl it's you know it diminishes a little bit. But uh I have to go with my picks, but if you want me to pivot from my picks I probably got to go Saints and the Patriots. Okay. I I agree with you. Well, even even though my Colts were supposed to make it, I'm gonna have the 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 Chiefs winning. I'm gonna have them winning, but I um if I had to pivot from my picks, I would pick the Rams. And one big thing, one big reason, because I, I I still have the Saints winning because I'm gonna stick with my picks. But I just it's just you know what it is. You know what surprised me most about the Rams is to see this fat round like. Cantaloupe, watermelon, just like pumpkin type looking CJ Anderson, like off the couch, doing so well. Uh, been cut how many times? Yeah, he was like on the Raiders for like a week. The Raiders, like for like a week, and now he's on like the, one of the best offenses in the league, and he's doing well. Did you see that picture that I uh, sent on the chat or on Twitter? No, I don't where, think so. Uh, on last week's last week's game. C.J. Anderson sat on the bench, uh-huh. the Cowboys bench, and then I, I put like on, a on cap- the Cowboys bench. Yeah, the, who they played? Okay, yeah, they played the Cowboys, right? So um, the, he sat on the Cowboys bench, right? Yeah, okay. this is, was odd, right? So somebody took a picture and I captioned, "Dude, you're on your, the wrong team because he's been cut so many times. <laughs> he doesn't know where he's at. <laughs> where he's at? <laughs> at the same time, he was killing the Cowboys. He was just bossing them around. That he even sat on their bench. And, and listen, <laughs> listen. Like I said, you know, we're, we're, I mean, of course, I have my biased feelings, and I'm not gonna lie. Even when I say these things, it's still like a part of me, like uh, it kind of hurts because you know, being a diehard Giants fan. But it's still gotta be realistic. The Cowboys' defense is very, very good. It's a very, very, very good defense. Even their first round pick they had this year, uh, Leighton Vanderish, whatever how you say his name. Vanderish, yeah. yeah, he's 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 going to the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah, he's so like he's a Pro Bowler. Yeah, yeah, so like their defense is very good, and for just off the couch, fat, fat, fat C.J. Anderson, you know, looking like Wil- Wilford out there, he's <laughs> like just doing well. So I, nah. th- that's uh, the reason why I might pivot my pick. Yeah, but uh, Sean McVay did an excellent job yeah. on game planning because. I guess he realized that he has to run the game, run the ball, give less opportunity for Goff to throw the ball in order to win. And they haven't been doing that all year. Obviously, Gurley has been monster, and they've been using him in all ways, right? But play action is their biggest right 
their biggest draw, and you know they'll win with the play action. So they have to run the ball. As as much as you run the ball, that means less time for the opponent to have the ball. And, right. You know, and controlling the clock, controlling control the, the situation. So yeah. He did an excellent job in game planning. But and still, as much as you control that ball, I mean, it's still, it's 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 how much belief and how much setup you know he had in this team. Because if you're controlling that ball and you have you know control possession of the ball, like possession of the offense, you're still keeping that very very good Cowboys defense on the field, which was a really strong point of why it did so well throughout the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. And of course, but you tired him out. Yeah, he tired him out. But of course, Charlie. You know, like I said, being a homer, one thing that there's a homer thing to say, and as a fan, it's great. You know, it's great for him to do that. But then he said, uh, it's not like the Rams have that much more talent-wise, have that much more talent than the Cowboys. Like, What are you talking about? Their defensive line is five first-rounders. Who, who were more? Uh, who were our favorites to win uh, the Super Bowl before season started? The Rams were one of them. Rams, one of them. Rams were one of them. Cowboys were. weren't nowhere near. Nowhere, yeah. They nowhere near. To make it. But, but, but still, like, you know, you watch the season progress, but even you see the talent that they have now that got on that far. For Charlie to say that, it's one thing to say that if you believe that a team in general is not much better, but he said it's not like they have much more talent than the Cowboys. What are you talking about? Just wide rec- wide receivers alone. Just they have they all they, they have Amari Cooper. You're telling me Cole Beasley is he is he as good as Robert Woods or Brandon Cook? Maybe as good as Cooper Cup. But that's about it. And they have the best defensive linemen. That's what I'm saying. There's five first rounders in the defensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I know um Lawrence is great on the Cowboys. You know, what yeah. I mean, they have. I'm not saying they don't have talent. Quarterbacks wise, there's not much maybe of a giant difference between Dak and Goff. Even though Goff's doing better with, but he has more weapons around him, and Goff's looking better because he has the better talent on the team. Yeah, but on the defensive side, come on, they got Aaron Donald, bro. The Rams got. Aaron yeah, Donald. I, I don't, I don't, understand, I don't understand. Like, I get it. If if you like, it's one. I think it's one thing to feel like you know, like, hey, like the Cowboys are just. I mean, if you're, especially if it's a fan or whatever it is, if you feel that this team is just as good as that team, but it's difficult to say that they don't have as much talent. You know what I mean? Because like we have the Giants. We have probably more talent than most of the teams with just Odell and Saquon alone. And yeah. we have a very talented um, tight end with Evan Ingram. And even look at the rest of the wide receiver core. You know what I mean? Sterling Shepard's not a bad wide receiver to have at all. So talent-wise, we have a lot of talent, but we're not as good as a team as these other teams, right? Let's just put it this way. Our record is what our record is supposed to be, I think, right? I think it could have uh, been we, better. I don't think we underachieve. You think we underachieve? Not not by much. All right. Not not by like a great not, deal. Okay. So we're pretty close, right? Cowboys. Do you think they overachieved? I think they overachieved. overachieved yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, there you go. They yeah. But say so they were a better team than us. No, they but, were. But talent yeah. wise, even just oh, they are right now. Yeah. Yeah, but even with talent wise, with like you know they don't have much more talent than we have. You know what I mean? So that that's the thing I was talking about with Charlie when I was like, how are you going to say the Rams don't talent wise? Like you know what I mean? Like talent wise, how can you say they're not as much? Marcus Peters. Damakasu. Yeah, but I'm saying even offense, look at that trio between Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup. Yeah. So I just I just don't understand why he would say talent-wise they don't have that much more talent, the Rams and the Cowboys. I'm mean, I guess they do. But, you know, it's with that, that, that's what threw me up. Anyway. To me, the Washers is uh, Dak and, well, Jared Goff is better than Dak, right? You can say that. Uh, or did he, you say he's a wash? Let's say he's a I wash. Think, I think that's arguable. Let's I think say that's he's a arguable, wash. But, no, no, I agree with you. I agree Jared Goff, but I'm saying that's arguable. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody would say Dak is, I don't think they're crazy for saying that. Yeah, and then Todd Gurley and Zig, they, they kind of cancel each yeah, other. They out. cancel each other out. So the, the only ones that really cancel each other out is Gurley with Zeke, Goff with 
with with Dak Prescott yeah. and whichever one of the wide receivers the Rams have with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. That's it. That's it. And <laughs> That's I, it. I think they're all better than Amari Cooper. That's what I'm saying. But anyway. But and d- and then the defensive side, like Lawrence with one of those five first rounders yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But that's it. Anyways, uh, but so so piggybacking what we're talking about now. Let's go. To move on into another segment, which I want to talk about, which is off season moves that should be made, right? Because we're talking a lot about sports. I guess now to delve into a little more of the fantasy impact of these sports is piggybacking uh what's some off season moves that should be made from these teams that could have a better fantasy impact. Now, one huge all-season move, speaking when we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, maybe, you know, it's, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, I'm saying, this doesn't have to mean it has to have a fantasy football impact, but an impact for the team to improve, which, of course, if a team improves, their fantasy involvement improves. But one big thing the Cowboys got to do, I think the biggest thing they have to do is they got to get rid of Jason Garrett. They got to. They're get not doing coach. that. They're not, but they got to. Did you hear Jerry Jones? Yeah, he said uh, something along the, something along the lines. He's sticking with them. Something along those lines. He said if if he was available, uh, five teams will be interested, or he'll be in five teams no matter. Like probably, probably. No, I don't think so. Jason Garrett, you think he would have been just from name alone? Signed? I mean, come on. If Adam Gase could get a job, <laughs> I think I think Adam Gase didn't get a fair shake in in Miami. So, and he. Um, he did good in the interview, although he didn't look good <laughs> in in the in the press conference. <laughs> the internet is killing it with that one. Uh, we'll put him over the top and seal the deal. Was Peyton Manning calling the Jets organization and vouching for him? Right, because he did win with, with the Broncos. Yeah, and he did well with Jay Cutler was on the Bears. Yeah, you know, so he did well with Jay Cutler was on the Bears. But like Jason Garrett, he will get an offensive coordinator job. Yeah. But because he's an offensive-minded coach, is what he is. Yeah, but still, he doesn't possibly who would get that. But I, I don't see so many t- five teams that would be interested in him. The thing is this: the thing is this. You got to look about this. The Cowboys, at one point, like in the '90s, with Troy Aikman and all that, right? They were they were they were elite at the time, right? Yeah, five Super Bowl championships and all. Well, in, the, in the '90s, yeah, I remember yeah. And dominant. It was them and the Niners. They have won two playoff games. In 10 years, 10 years, they have won two playoff games with Jason Garrett. Two more than the Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> but they just got a new head coach, so then we're going to see how it goes from there. But the point is, is that is that still, like, I really feel a coaching change has to be made. They're not going to do it, but I really feel like that has to be done. How, how does Charlie feel about uh, Jason Garrett? He likes him? I don't think no, no, I, no. He he doesn't. I know he he doesn't think, hate him because he's a cowboy coach, but he doesn't. He wants to move on from him as well. Yeah, and I think overall, most Cowboys fan wants to move on from Jason Garrett, but for some reason, Jerry Jones just sticks with him. And and because he, he's 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 called for his head up for a couple of plays that Jason Garrett has made this season, like you know, especially for like not giving Zeke the ball at the beginning of the year and this that and the third. But uh, Charlie has called for his head for a couple of times this season. Yeah. He but, should just, he just should let his son uh, Stephen Jones just run the uh, the operation with the Cowboys. I thought you were saying something about Charlie's son should do no, something. No. I was like, wait, he was just born a month ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, Stephen Jones, because uh, I know Jerry Jones wants to be the one controlling it and wants to be the get the full credit for if they win a Super Bowl, but it hasn't happened, you know. So he just needs to move on, take a back seat, collect that, collect them checks. 
and let his son just run the operation and then decide. Anyway. But with off-season moves, the cap, said, this is what I feel like they should make. Now, also, piggybacking what we were talking about in the Philadelphia Eagles and talking about Nick Foles, I'm kind of a little bit more and more, forgetting about that last Saints game because he didn't do all that well that game, a part of me is piggybacking on the ride that because one of the off-season moves the Giants have to make is find another quarterback. Yes. Not saying necessarily for this year. Not saying that necessarily. But they have to find a new quarterback for the future because Eli Manning's contract is going to end. Eli Manning's time in professional career is coming to an end. You know what I mean? Now, of course, us as diehard Giants fans, we don't hate Eli Manning. You know what I mean? We can't. You can't no, hate. No, he brought us to Super Bowls. We love Eli Manning. We love Eli Manning here in New York. And one of the greatest uh, throws ever in Super Bowl history. I don't care what people <laughs> say. He's still an elite. Not, I don't know if he's saying playing at an elite level, but he'll always be like an elite quarterback. I mean, not only is the guy a two-time Super Bowl champion, he's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're winning a Super Bowl MVP twice. That's got, you know, you, you put up there with an elite name of quarterbacks for getting that kind of recognition, that kind of achievements, right? But I don't mind if the Giants were to sign Nick Foles. Uh, it, it will either be a, they have to sign him or a trade, depending on how the Eagles wants to uh, but they, see, this handle is, this. this. I know is, they, they, they have, a, uh, I think, a $20 million option, mutual team option for to sign Nick Foles. Maybe they'll use that and then trade for a first round or a second round. But see, this is the thing. The Eagles are the right now. When if you look at overthecap.com, they they are the the team mostly over the cap. They have they they are in the red. It's between them and the Jaguars for having the most money over the cap, like spent the most money over the cap. Is okay. the Eagles and Jaguars? All right. So they can't really afford both both Wentz and Foles. Well, no. Yeah, they'll probably take a, a cap hit, but is it is it worth a first round pick, a future first round? I mean, pick? they're in they're in the red for four, for fourteen mil over over like almost fourteen and a half mil already in right. the red over the cap and fourteen and a half mil. Well, I'm not a cap a capologist. I'm not either, but you know, I, I still understand <laughs> what they mean by it. But still, yeah. like they 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 really can't afford both, and they, they invested already so much in Carson Wentz. Now the the, the Giants could grab one or the other. Because we don't have like all the money in the world, but we we still have about like twenty six mil left in the cap space, and we have also and, that's have to, what and we also have to make a decision with Eli Manning because he has a five million op- five million dollar option that we need to exercise by March, right? So either we make a decision early, or we just wait and this, uh, this is the thing we, and we see if we uh, trade in our draft or we pick up one of the rookies in, in, in the rookie draft coming up. This is a, this is the thing with Nick Foles is that the guy's still really young. You yeah. know what I mean? Nick, Nick Foles is still is, is still very young. The guy's only 29 years old. You sign him, he could still be your starting quarterback for the next, like, seven years. Yeah, good seven. Good seven years. Like, he could be the starting NFL-ready now quarterback with the experience and with a Super Bowl under his belt and a Super Bowl MVP. He could be that kind of quarterback right now for the, you know, for the prime years of Saquon Barkley. Like, we have him in there now. We don't have to worry about getting another quarterback, and we don't have to worry about wasting any of Saquon Barkley's prime years because even in the offseason – if we were, which is the big talk about right now, which is drafting Dwayne Haskins, or now Kyler Murray's in the in the picture as well. <laughs> From no. what I'm reading, right, the only thing, only see, there's the thing. I don't think well, number one, the biggest thing about the Giants, right, is that the first five picks, because we had a sixth pick, and the first five picks, none of them are in need of a quarterback. None of them are in need of the quarterback. The, the, the Cardinals, the Cardinals, the Jets, Oakland, 
No, the Raiders are not going to. They have Terry Carr. They're not going to look for a new quarterback. Yeah, but the way they he, need to beef up that defense, they gave up. They gave up Khalil Mack in order to get those two first round picks to beef up the defense, not that, to beef that, up the quarterback. They have three first round picks, right? But they're not going to go for a quarterback in the first three. They have. They still have a young quarterback, and they have a lot more pieces to build up besides quarterback. But they could trade down. They could trade down. The like, Jaguars. The Jaguars could trade up. Yeah, they're right under us. They could possibly trade up. But the thing is, now this Kyle Murray throwing his name into the into the hat. It helps us out more because even if somebody jumps up to get whatever, let's say Kyle Murray or Dwayne Haskins, it still leaves a very good quarterback for us. Yeah. That's why it's helping us out a little more. Unless Arizona uh, trades Josh Rosen. They, yeah, that's one thing I've heard. That, uh, Cliff, their new head coach, Cliff, whatever his last name is, I forget. It's KK. So he, uh, um, he really, really loves Kyle Murray. He's big on Kyle Murray. Yeah, he's, he, uh, he's on record saying that uh, – he- if he had uh, the first pick, he will draft Kyler Murray. Yeah. So, I mean, um, but the, the, the thing I'm trying to say is that if we sign Nick Foles, who, listen, he's been doing very good this year. But remember, there was another year, too, where he was a starter for the Eagles, and he didn't do all that great. Yeah. He didn't do all this is the year. This is the year before they drafted Carson Wentz. Like, he had one full year as a starter, didn't do that great, and then, then they drafted Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? So, like, he's shown that he could also be, like, a very low-ceiling-type quarterback. But, I mean, low-floor, excuse me, low-floor-type quarterback. But he's also been shown to be extremely clutch, to play extremely well. I mean, obviously, to take a team to the Super Bowl, right? I just feel that if the Giants sign him, because if you sign a guy like Dwayne Haskins, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean he's NFL ready. I'm not saying, I, I if I was signed Dwayne Haskins, I would put him behind Eli for a year, play Eli out for a year, let him learn for a year. And then have Dwayne Haskins start taking over. Because, look, he, he looks good. You ever see his highlight tapes? There's two things about watching. If you go on YouTube and you watch his highlight tapes, two things about Dwayne Haskins. He His arm looks insanely strong. He looks so pinpoint accurate. But, and you know, he's, he's breaking Big Ten records all, all over last year. And his first year as a starter. But the thing is, he wasn't really under pressure a lot. Yeah. So, Scout, what scouts say about Haskins is that he has a strong arm. Yes. With potential to be a pocket pass, passer who hurts defenses. He has a talent. But there are stretches during which, you know, he has been off. Uh, the only question that you might have besides some of the inconsistencies is that he only really played one full season. Yeah, he's only played one full season. But what a season he's had, though. Like yeah, he had a great season. He's breaking records that, uh, like, Drew Brees was setting all over for the Big Ten. Yeah, like, you got to love his uh, passing percentage, 70%. 50 touchdowns. 50 touchdowns and 4,800 yards. Yeah. Yes, and only eight interceptions. So no, but the thing is, like I said, if you watch his highlight tapes, though, most of those highlights, he really wasn't under pressure a lot. So you know, like nowadays in age of football, you kind of got to, you know, it's it's important to not, imp- you know, it's getting to that point where it's like important to have that quarterback that can move out of the pocket and still yeah. play well, like what Pat Mahomes is doing. Yeah, you know, but what um, but I'm still, I think Nick Nick Foles is still, a, a, you know, we could some whoever wants to get him, he could probably be signed for like a two year, three year contract. Who, Nick Foles? Nick Foles. And I, to I, me, to me, it would be either the Giants, the possibility, the Jaguars, and I don't I mean, know he loves else. Philadelphia. I know he wants to stay an Eagle, but he wants to be but a he starter. Can, but he needs to get the money. But this is the thing, though. This Show is me the money. This is the thing, though. He wants to be a starter. The Dolphins, too. The Dolphins, too, right. And then also, I was reading mock drafts about Kyle Murray also going to the Dolphins because their time with Ryan Tannehill is ending. But they're saying that. But Nick Foles is saying he wants to be a starter. That's his thing. And 
Carson Wentz, they invested a lot in him. I'd rather have Nick Foles and Carson Wentz for the fact that Carson Wentz is, has a lot of... When you hear, like, back and surgery, it scares the hell out of you. The Eagles already said that they're sticking with Carson Wentz. Yeah, so... so they're moving on from Nick Foles. So, the thing is, if we sign Nick Foles and he wants to be a starter, Eli Manning might not start next year. No, he might not even... We might not even sign him. We might not even sign him. We we'll cut year. him. Yeah, we we'll cut him or trade him, and he might go to the Jags. I don't think he wants to be traded. I think Eli wants to either play for the Giants or that's it. That's what I feel. Well, I could, once again, I'm not Eli. I'm just saying by what I. You don't think feel. there'll be a little reunion in in Jacksonville? No, I think he wants to you know, with, with him and Tom Coughlin. Exactly. <laughs> I I just think that he wants to just sign with play with the Giants. That's it or nothing. But anyways, the thing is, the way I feel is that we signed Nick Foles. We have a ready quarterback now. That you could use during the prime Saquon Barkley years, instead of like getting Dwayne Haskin next year and letting him sit a year, learning behind Eli, and then get, sacrificing another year of Saquon Barkley, because you know, like he's only so many great years, so many years are going to get out of him playing at that level. Then focus more on our bigger problems, which have been the offensive line and the the pass rush defense. Yeah, because we were getting run on like no tomorrow, and this year in the draft is big for defense and linemen. It's really big for the linemen and the defenses. No, yeah, this is a defensive draft, so we could really focus on that. Like with our sixth pick, it's a really high pick. You know, we could really, really focus on drafting the defenses. That you know, building up our defense a little bit. You know, adding another person to our defense and building up our offensive line. I would, I would say first more because the offensive line started clicking. I would say first more build the offensive line in the sense to protect a quarterback like Nick Foles, who could be your quarterback for the next seven years, and he'll do better with a better offensive line. That's what I feel. All right, good. What do you think about Le- Le'Veon Bell? Where he will land? It's funny. That was actually going to be the next thing I was going to mention. Oh. I think, I think. He himself should go to the Indianapolis Colts, and they have the money. They have, they the, have money. the money. They, they have, have so the much money. money. They have the most money right now. They have the most cap space available right now. Them and the Jets, and not for nothing. But I think the Jets should probably throw. What, what you gonna say, son? No, yeah. Well, I was gonna just add to your point that he should go to the Colts. <laughs> if Le'Veon Bell, bless you, uh, if Le- Le'Veon Bell was with the Colts the last game, you think the game would have been different? I, of course, the game would have been different. No, Le'Veon Bell makes a difference for any team that yeah. he's on. But the thing is, the offensive line did so bad, which they're very good, and they did so bad that game that you know probably would have sold Le'Veon, down, Le'Veon Bell down a little bit. But still, he's Le'Veon Bell, man. He's yeah, one of the best. He's play another players. weapon. Like you think, you think the Chiefs were really scared with uh, going against Marlon Mack. No, but Marley Mack was still doing well. He was still running the ball well. But I'm saying, like Marlon Mack is 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 would probably do even better as a backup to Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is a—he's a triple threat. He could block for you. Yep. He could run for you, and he could catch from behind behind the line or anywhere on the field. Mm-hmm. Definitely would have caused a hesitation for the Chiefs, and you know it would have been problematic as far as game planning on how to target and approach Andrew Luck and the, that offense. So yeah, I do agree. Le'Veon Bell should go to the Colts. Two other landing spots, obviously the Jets, they got money, and the Texans. I feel like he might go to the Texans too. He might. He might. That's a, I, I really think it should be the – honestly, I think not for nothing if Le'Veon Bell goes to the Colts and in this draft, like, they, you know, once again, just add on more to the defense or improve the defense or whatever it is, or maybe get, like, a a, a second wide receiver to go along T.Y. Hilton because, you know, he's, they have, like – 
Antonio he, Brown? No, no. I, I, honestly, like, well, we get to that point in a sec. But, but I just think that if the Colts got like, uh, you know, like somebody else to, to compliment T. Y. Hilton a little more, because they got they got Eric Ebron who's doing really well for them, you know. But look at the rest of like, you know, it's like uh, Chester Rogers. Well, Dontrell Emmon did pretty good. Yeah, so they did okay. And you forget about Deion Kane, the kid, the rookie from Clemson, the rookie, right? He he looked good in the off season. And Ryan Grant did okay. Yeah, but to me, Deion Kane, he he was already going to co- compete for uh, snaps for wide receiver three. Right. So you know he might be out there uh, where he might be able to play as a wide receiver three or wide receiver two. I re- Obviously, it won't take them up a notch. But you know, getting Le'Veon Bell and then having some compliment receivers with T. Y. Hilton might work because you got I, Eric Ebron. Yeah, exactly. And he's doing he did, yeah. well, he's doing well for obviously he's doing extremely well for that offense. He's a great fit for them, and you know Andrew Luck's using him really well. But you know, I mentioned that last show about you know his accomplishments. Yeah, I really do feel though if Le'Veon Bell goes to the Colts, they are a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah, I love I, I, I love that team. I love I, it. I 100 percent believe they will be a Super Bowl contending team because they definitely overachieved this year. Yeah, and a lot of people were just worried about um, Andrew Luck, and I wasn't. I wasn't worried about him. That's just me. What do I know, though? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not there watching him at practices all the time. I'm just, I just, I guess, intuition. Well, you know, people were worried about his arm. Uh, speaking of arms, Cam Newton, there's been news that the owner said, hey, uh, he might rest next season just to recover from his shoulder. Really? Uh, yep. That might hurt a little bit of uh, Christian McCaffrey's. Yeah, but, you know, there, there's a there's a couple of stopgap quarterbacks you get. Teddy Bridgewater could be one. You know, um, you could get Joe Flacco. Yeah, I know a lot of times they talk about the Giants getting Teddy Bridgewater. I don't see that, man. I, I, I think I think Teddy Bridgewater, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't see it for the Giants. I see him probably better for maybe some someone like 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 uh like you said, like the Patriots, even the Cowboys. I mean Cowboys, sorry. Um Dolphins. Dolphins, uh if Cameron is really gonna sit out, Panthers for one year. But I could see him with the Giants. He's low cost. You you draft a rookie quarterback or something. And you have Teddy Bridgewater and see how he's doing. I don't, I don't want Teddy no? Bridgewater. I want nothing to do. I, I really, it's, it's for me. It's either draft a rookie quarterback, but the number one thing I would like for right now is sign Nick Foles, have him to be our quarterback for like more or less. Than, you know, that's my over under seven. Have him to be your quarterback, you know, because he could be a quarterback for us for the next five years. He could be a quarterback for us for the next ten years. He's only twenty nine years old. No, twenty nine. You know, for young. for a quarterback that's still young. I mean, a running back that's really old. He's hitting his prime. Yeah. So you know, it's just. Uh, Sign Nick Foles, have him be your quarterback for the next seven years, at least, you know, a good seven years, and we'll use him for all the same Quan, prime Saquon Barkley ages. You improve that offensive line, you improve that defense, you got a contending team. You got a real, real contending well, team. Yeah, we Absolutely. Have the weapons. So, you yeah. have a very contending team. Um, another thing, too, not for talking about piggybacking on Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, the Jets should really probably throw everything they have at them. I feel like they should. Now, listen. No one's trading that they have because the Jets have the picks and the money as well. And they had the high draft picks that they could trade around. Nobody, though, is going to trade. I I feel at least. I don't think anybody executive in the NFL is going to do that. Is going to want to trade away a first round pick for a going to be 31 year old Antonio Brown because he turns he turns 31 this year. Yeah. And I won't take Antonio Brown if I'm the Jets because you got a young, young quarterback, Sam Darnold. Uh, Antonio Brown needs to play with a veteran quarterback. That's my opinion. Uh, so Antonio Jets, Antonio Brown does I'm not, not f- need to play with Patrick Mahomes. Mm. See what I mean? Yeah, but I guess because there's a lot of leaders in that team. You know, like the Jets are still rebuilding. The Chiefs at least are, are just still rebuilding. The, the Chiefs are competing. 
You no, know, I know they're competing because of what. Don't get me wrong, Pat Mahomes is a freak of nature, but I'm just saying though, like just because you're, you know, Sam Darnold, I, I think it's, it's his sophomore year is going to do a lot better than his freshman year. You know, like, but to me is that the Jets are still rebuilding. You know, they're not trying to win now, so there's no point to sign Antonio Brown. It makes makes sense for the Chiefs. Uh, Antonio Brown said he wants to play for the Niners. There was rumors there. But what are you going to play with the Niners? I mean, what, what are you going to play well, for the Niners for? Well, there's, there's projections that they could, uh, you know, they could compete, you know? Not for nothing if Antonio Brown, if he wanted to go somewhere else, like if, if I was Antonio Brown, you know it's not a bad place to go? Where? The Browns. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad for him to go there. He'll play out, you know, like like Jarvis Landry will play opposite him. Nick Chubb has seemed to be doing well. Kitchens did a really good job as intermediate head coach last year. Got a fresh, you know, quarterback who's shown to be really well with Baker Mayfield. My name's Brown. Play for the Browns. You own you own your team. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess. I, play I, I, I see the Browns had, more than the Jets. They have the money too. Yeah, do, they do have the money. They had they they they're like eight, like um eight almost eighty two and a half in the cap. And they have the draft capital for it too. I think. You know, so they had they had the money for it too. So I wouldn't mind. You know, I, I don't think the the Browns would be a bad fit for him either. But well, I think the Jets, with all the money they have and the high draft picks, should probably throw the house for for both, not for nothing. Then they could get both. What about the Packers? I feel like if you get Antonio Brown for the Packers, because who knows who's going to take over for Aaron Rodgers? And Aaron Rodgers struggled last year, but he's still Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. And he struggled. But that Aaron Rodgers era is also slowly coming to an end. No, I, th- I think he's just been playing hurt. Yeah, and, but he's only going to keep getting more hurt. I'm, and, once again, he's. I'm not saying anything to disbelieve Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think that he's going to be the Aaron Rodgers we know and love for a very long time. I'd say like two, three more years. Which still gives time for him to win another Super Bowl. Like, you have to think about, like, he was playing under Mike McCarthy. McCarthy Mike McCarthy, right? Who the Jets should have got. Who the Jets, yeah. There's people, a lot of Jets fans are disappointed they didn't get him, but... So they were they were already at odds. So you know now they're gonna get a new you know new head coach, uh, and you know it might spark it up for them, change the office office scheme. You know it might you know it it might change it, and you know then you're gonna be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is back, because regardless, he does have the talent. It's true. And if you add another weapon, because look, he was playing with Devontae Adams. Injury played wide receivers and all these rookies and uh, underperforming Jimmy Graham. Yeah. And he was playing in one leg. I wouldn't say underperform. I mean, Jimmy Graham hasn't been Jimmy Graham for a while, but I said it for a long time. Okay, that, decline, declining Jimmy Graham. In that scheme, they don't use tight ends. I don't blame Jimmy Graham too much. Oh, well, yeah, you mentioned that. I mentioned all that, and, I, and, it st- and it stays true. In that scheme, they do not use tight ends. Maybe things will change in the future, but the way Aaron Rodgers is and how he goes, he does not use a tight end. And I, I don't blame I don't put all the blame on Jimmy Graham. You know what's scary to think about it? Not scary, but it's also it's it's a possibility maybe that he could go there too. I don't know if they go. I mean, they they have they have a good amount of money in the cast. They have more money than we do. Is the Cowboys? Imagine Antonio Brown playing out. You know, and has Amari Cooper playing alongside him. Zeke Elliott, and they already have such a strong defense. But they got to give more money, though. They have to get a lot more of that money to Lawrence, to Mar- to, to to Lawrence on the defensive side. You know? Yeah, because you have to you have, you have to give you have to give him you have to give him the big contract, not Dak Prescott. You got to give Lawrence that big contract. But if they if they give Dak Prescott another weapon, because he was doing good with Amari Cooper, and they give him Antonio Brown, and he got Zeke Elliott, 
with an already po- you know powerful defense, that could be a dangerous look for Antonio. The biggest Brown. question for the Cowboys before the season started was their wide receiving core. Absolutely, yeah. That's why Aaron Allen Hearns was, was the number one person, and where where has he been? And Cole Beasley, and then you had uh, yeah, but Allen Hearns was like their number one. Who was Charlie Sleeper? The kid from the Rams. Oh, uh, Tavon Austin. <laughs> Tavon Austin. Um, so it's to me, it's still uh, not that great. You know, we just discussed yeah, it. It's yeah, not it's a great not. wide receiving core. No. If not. they do add Antonio Brown, it will definitely take them up a notch for sure. And I feel it is a good franchise for him for the type of character he is. It, it is, the guy I told you, is the most franchisable. Uh, whatever, most valuable franchise out yeah. there, and uh, yeah, he he you know he likes to be. He was just on. Uh, I told you that show, uh, Mass Singer. Mass Singer. Yeah. You saw it last week. Yeah, I saw. I mean, I'm not gonna give the spoiler. I'll let people. No, I, I already saw him. I, but I, I knew it was I, him. I, I get disappointed that they don't take the the worst singer out. Who? The the model girl. The alien. Is it the alien? She has a bad voice. She sang, no, she did fine. She sung the the Britney Spears song. Oh, oh, no, it's the unicorn. The unicorn. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, no, she's not horrible, but she's not, like, great either. I, I got it right, the, the the one that they unmasked last uh, on Wednesday, the last episode. Oh, I, but that was a given. That, yeah, was, that the, was the, given. the clues were too much. Oh, 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 do you mean this recent one? Yeah, the recent oh, I one. Knew that one. I knew it since the first episode. Yeah. I knew it since the first episode, since the first set of clues I saw. I'm All not right. going to say what it is. If you want to watch it, guys, watch The Mass Singer. While you're watching The Mass Singer, don't forget to always follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcast, on, on uh, Twitter at Podcast BFB. Uh, and remember, review, 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 rate us, share us, do whatever you got to do grab, for us. Grab your friend's phone, your family's phone, your mother's phone, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. And what? hey, maybe they'll listen to become a fan too. One thing that I want to also shout out, not for nothing, I want to shout out. I want to shout out everybody that has already bought our T-shirt. We have the new T-shirts out. We have them coming out. We have already had it out. We have the design out, which the design is awesome. Told you guys about it. If you want to look it up, uh, go to our Instagram. At, no, actually, go on, I am posted actually on our Instagram. Wow, can you believe that? But I posted <laughs> on my personal one, which is Flex Hitless, at FLX Hitless. Check it out on FLX Hitless. And uh, you can get a new T-shirt from us. It's the Statue of Liberty holding a football, and in the other hand, she's holding a playbook. Uh, it's a fantastic idea. Shout out to my cousin for drawing it up. Shout out to my boy Ernest for coming. I, I, you know what it is? It's a great design. But you know, that's how I come up with the idea. So I called up my boy Ernest and I was like, and I was making up this. You're wearing it now. I'm wearing it right now. Dude, it's an extremely comfortable t-shirt. I promise you. It's, it's like a tri-blend material. It's like cotton, polyester and rayon, something like that. But it's such a comfortable t-shirt. But anyways, um, when I, when I hit up my boy Ernest and I was making like these like funny names for t-shirts, whatever. And I was like. Um, so listen, bro, I'm coming up with these new ideas for t-shirts. Do you have any idea of what kind of t-shirts you make? Because, yes, Statue of Liberty holding a football and a playbook in the other hand. Duh. Just like that. Just like, well, that's how he talks to her. And he's like, uh, yeah, it's pre's. Like, he talks like that all the time. So when I was like, give an idea? Yes. Statue of Liberty holding a football, the other hand a playbook. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I was like, oh my God. That's, that's just, pretty good. He just came out of nowhere. He just told me. So then I texted my cousin, who's a fantastic artist, and I told him, listen, I want the design. And boom. It was done, and he made it, and it looks great. The shirt looks cool. Then we got the baseball ones where she's catching the ball in her glove up with her hand up and holding the baseball bat. And the other one, we got a hockey one. She's holding up a hockey stick. In the other hand, she's holding the goalie mask. We got the basketball one where she's spinning the basketball on her finger. In the other hand, she's holding the drawing board and the net. And it, it's 
it's fantastic. We got, you know, you could get the whole Statue of Liberty of her standing by herself. You could get it in the combo with our logo, which looks really cool, too. Like, she's overshadowing our logo. And it's, I'm loving the design. I love the shirt. And the, the material is extremely comfortable. Shout out to our friend Angel. Uh, Angel. Angel. Angel the, the skunk. Uh, and, you know, he's printed the shirts for a shout out to him. You could check it out at Let's Print Something on Instagram. At Let's Print Something NYC. Follow him at Let's Print Something NYC. And we've had a ton of orders already. And I'm and, and we already have people paying us for these shirts, you know. And I even got my boys that are now out in uh, in L.A. My boy Elson, shout out to him. And he's like, dude, I'm gonna. He's like mad tall. He's like, I'm gonna be a six foot six walking billboard. <laughs> That's what he said. I'm gonna that be a six good. foot six walking billboard representing, you know, uh, the Statue of Liberty out here in downtown L.A. where he moved out to. And seriously, we're selling them at extremely low prices right now. A T-shirt is only seventeen bucks. A sweater, a hoodie, which is definitely the most comfortable hoodie I've ever worn in my life. It is the most comfortable hoodie I've ever worn. It is only $27 right now. You can't beat that. You can't. You can't. Hoodies nowadays go for like $35, $45. Bucks. You know what 35 I mean? $35 on sale. On sale, exactly. $35. T-shirts go for at least $25 bucks nowadays. We're selling it for $17. Bucks. It's an extremely comfortable T-shirt. It's an extremely cool design. We got a ton of different colors you could pick from. Uh, just hit us up. Remember, you can hit me up on my Instagram, at FLXHitList, or you can hit Marchetti. At Marquetti. M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-T-I. And always you can hit us up at BFB Podcast on Instagram, at Twitter, on Podcast BFB. Or while you're writing a review, writing a review. Listen, love the show. I want a shirt. You know what I mean? Write it out. Why not? Boom. Boom. And do that. And we want to shout out everybody for um, supporting these new t-shirts. And, you know, we're going to put them on socks. You know, I got ideas for hats and all this other stuff. And we got a lot of things. I want to get them on duffel bags and then... And we got a lot of cool things to give out. You know what? Even like cool bottle openers and all this other cool stuff and koozies and backpacks. And I have a lot of ideas of how to bring this to the next level. And the only way we're going to get to the next level is for the fact that you, the listeners, are supporting and you, the listeners, are enjoying. And we would like to know that by you reviewing us and letting us know. But so far, the the buzz I've gotten about these shirts has been a lot. It's booming. Business is booming. Andy the other day was weird booming. He told me, he's like, hit up my girl, ask her what color shirt, sweater she wants. And I'm like, okay, I just did it. And then she goes like, is this a trick question? I'm like, no, he really told me that she wants for- <laughs> And you know how he is, Andy. I don't know yeah. why. He's like, yeah, yeah, you ask her. And, but of course, he asked me all these weird questions, of course, you know? He was like- uh, Andy being Andy? Yeah, he's, you know, like, is he, are these blood resistant? Uh, <laughs> do you, do you, um, when I go, if, can I go online? Do you have a promo code that I may use? Do you offer gift wrapping? Like, <laughs> these are the questions that he asks me. Well, what is your refund policy on these shirts? <laughs> is like, there a warranty? Yeah. Is there, what is the, yeah, that, that's the kind of questions I'll ask. You know what I mean? Is it dr- for dry cleaning or not dry cleaning? Yeah. Do I iron it inside out? Like, how does it work and stuff like that? But I promise you guys, and, you know, for you guys that have already gotten your shirts too, uh, it's extremely comfortable and, um, yeah. Um, also, real quick, also because he won our contest and won our Saquon Barkley giveaway, I want to shout out Ferg, who had his new baby. Congrats! Congrats! Welcome to the world, Addy. And it's funny, I actually got to hit up uh, the the grandfather of the baby because he's a grandfather and all he has is girls. And I want to ask him, when is one wow. of your kids going to give you a boy? Yeah, <laughs> it's like. But uh, shout out to Ferg and your new family. God bless. Success and nothing less. And so we're going to wrap it up here. Okay. Um, once again, party people, do not forget, hit us up for your new t-shirts while the price is still there, while the price is that still low, while, you know, just to get it out there. Take advantage of it. Buy one for, for a loved one, for a fan of the game. If you're a fan of the sport, we'll get you in plenty of different colors, whatever you want. Remember, at B&B Podcast on Instagram, at P- Podcast B&B on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram, at FLX Hitlist or Flex Hitlist. 
Paul Marchetti at Marchetti, M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-T-I. Rate, review, and share us, party people. Once again, uh, best of luck to you. Success on the list. Charlie, wants to get Charlie. Whoa, I said Charlie again. I was looking, <laughs> no, because I was looking for something over here, by the way. That's why. Uh, Marchetti. <laughs> Sorry. Just take it easy, guys. Enjoy your weekend, and let's go. All right. Peace, party people. Success on the list. Peace. Boom. <laughs>